Hey, this is Jay. Before we start the episode, I wanted to share some really exciting news. Calibra was just named a leader in the 2023 Forrester Wave Report for data governance solutions. If you don't know what the Forrester Wave is, it's essentially a guide for us buyers considering options for software. If you want to get to know Forrester a bit better, go back and check out our recent episodes with Raluca Alexandru and Michelle Getz from Forrester. I love these conversations. We had a total blast. And I can't resist making a plug here either. To learn more about the report, go to Calibra.com slash data download dash Forrester Wave dash DG. And we're going to put all of that in the show notes as well, so that it's easy for you to navigate to them and check out those reports. All right, back to the show. This is the Data Download, your guide to upping your game when it comes to managing and accessing data in your organization. For Calibra, I'm your host, Jay Millichan. This is Stan from Calibra. Welcome to another live recording, this time of the Data Download, our favorite data podcast. And we're here, we are here at uh, the Data Citizen event in London. There's a lot of people around us. People are learning from each other, very excited. And I'm also excited to be here with Henry from Frasers. Henry, can you please introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah, sure. So um, uh, I'm Henry, uh, Henry Rice. I'm the head of data architecture and data governance for Frasers Group. That's pretty much it in a nutshell. And what does data mean at uh, Fraser's? Data's everything. Um, we've been collecting it for such a long time. Um, and like all big organizations, things fall into disarray, things are all over the place. But we're really starting to transform into a data-driven organization. We understand that data as a product, as a commodity, is incredibly high value. And it basically, um, it sets the, the tone for where we need to be, especially considering the the way retail's been over the last few years. Yeah, quite a change. But before we dive into that topic, um, I want to get your experiences a little bit from all the noise around us. Uh, we've got a lot of people here. What have you seen? What have you heard? What's your feeling about all of this? It's incredible. It's, it's a great turnout. It's, it's a really, really nice event. Uh, having lots of fun meeting lots of uh, really interesting people, looking at what's coming in the future as well with Calibra, lots of things to look forward to. And we're only part way of our data journey. Really excited to start getting the data quality and the observability in as well. So this is brilliant. I've brought a couple of guys who are key stakeholders in the business, um, and they're really enjoying themselves as well. So yeah, I really appreciate the events. It's great. Yeah, nice. So you brought colleagues, you said. Absolutely. They're out there learning. Yeah, we're doing the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're out there, they're out there uh, meeting and greeting people. So yeah, it's great. It's brilliant. That's cool. Uh, let's dive into your specific sector a little bit. Uh, the past couple of years have been quite significant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of change, obviously, but things also stay the same. If you look back for the last five years, how would you describe retail's evolution? Re retail's gone through a huge amount of change in the last five years. Um, the first thing that hit us with the, was the pandemic. So all of a sudden, uh, with, with Fraser's, with our core brand Sports Direct, um, we've always invested and believed in bricks and mortar, physical stores people walking into their experience. And then all of a sudden, the shutters drop. And so then complete focus onto digital and, and marketing and, and um, essentially uh, omni-channel sales, anything that we can do to try and turn things around um, to, to, to keep momentum going. It's been a really, really 
volatile time for a number of brands and industries. Unfortunately, there's a number that have collapsed and not been able to survive. But at Fraser's, we've, we've, we've tried to adapt and we've, we seem to have turned a corner with it. Now that we've come out of the pandemic, um, also hit with Brexit um, and now the cost of living crisis. So we are still turning focus back into the stores now. We've had a, a really successful elevation program. We're trying to make it attractive and, and want people to get out and go back into stores because people tend to still stay safe at home and, and do a lot of online ordering. And we want to get people out again and get them back in the stores um, doing cool things. So for for instance, in London, we've got this new um, uh, gate tool, which will measure your gate so you can get exactly the right trainers, the right fit. And those type of niche things that no other sort of uh, retailers can offer. So a lot of crises, but you've taken those as opportunities. Absolutely. And taking the brick and mortar experience online, uh, providing a digital experience, which is great because as we all know, digital can only happen with data. Yeah. Right, so which brings us to uh, here and today. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's dig into the data topic. Sure. There's some new technologies that are always coming out, right? There's a lot of excitement about those. Um, if you look at the next year or so, or some of the new technologies that are out there, what, what are you seeing and what are you excited about? We fall in foul of being a technology first or technology led data business. Um, and as a consequence of that, we, We've implemented technologies on the hope and the guys that, that they will solve problems. Um, and they do to an extent, but the problem is that it doesn't quite fully deliver. So although there, there's so much sexy stuff out there at the minute, um, we've decided to manoeuvre our, what I would reference as a data shanty town, <laughs> into, into a, a modern data warehouse architecture. And we've partnered with Google for a number of factors, um, the engagement, the support, um, the technology stack, the innovation, um, and they're, they're holding our hand through the entire process. Um, again, we've, we're adopting data governance standards, which is relatively new to the business, um, so we can at least get to grips and control and understand and democratize data correctly in a controlled fashion for us to then start looking towards the sexy stuff like the uh, generative AI. So the ability to utilize AI, machine learning, data science on top of the data is something that we really struggle with at the minute um, because the, the way things have decayed with data over years. So our, our, our objective is to crawl, walk, run with data. We are taking things um, uh, one piece at a time in a controlled fashion. We're making sure the governance is in place. We're making sure that the, the business is involved and that we're, we're taking things um, one domain at a time into the new GCP world. That gives us the advantage of being able to um, new data architecture, new information architecture, new technologies, um, and, and build piece by piece in, in a controlled way to allow us to then reap the benefits further down the line. To really innovate. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that, I think that's, that's the key point. Because we've, we're stuck with traditional data sets, and I've referenced it as a data shanty town. It's, we've been, we've had a number of attempts at building what we would call conformed or democratized data that have failed. Um, I say failed, we've been partially successful with certain technologies, but they've not been federated controlled or handled in, in the most constructive way or strategic way. And so like any large industry, I think we, we've suffered the same pains. So now's the time to start addressing those and, and work towards what we'd call sort of data utopia. So um, what you described 
is indeed what has happened to everyone, right? Like, you've seen so much evolution in data technologies. I mean, we went from data warehouses on-prem to data lakes to data warehouses in the cloud. And now there's a new architecture, the data shanty town, right? Yeah, yeah fantastic. <laughs> Sorry, but I, I, uh, I had to pick on that one because I, uh, that's a new word for me, the data shanty town. <laughs> yeah. So I'll remember that, but uh, it, I think it describes a situation where, which is the result of data being treated as an exhaust probably, right? Yeah. And now you're trying to treat it as an asset. Yeah. Uh, and if I understood you correctly, you're saying, okay, we're getting our hands around that data, right? We're moving into the cloud. Yeah. Uh, that will give us the potential to use new technologies, yeah. but they're exciting and they're developing, rapidly evolving. Uh, and you've chosen to partner with one of the innovators in those technologies, absolutely. Google, to actually help you go faster together. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, absolutely, that, that's, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Um, but one of the core things that we are ensuring is that um, we're not just throwing data into cloud. Um, we're going through layers of transformation, layers of governance, layers of control, um, and also utilizing almost hybrid um, data modeling techniques. What we've done is with our sort of data strategy, we've had to take a step back and instead of just looking at make it go faster, which tends to be the, the appetite from the business, it's, well, what, what is the, what's the business strategy? What can we do to support that? Um, and also engaging with the business to say, well, what hurts you the most? Um, you know, what can we do to help that? And then that's helped us forge what we do with our data strategy. So listening to the business, the inflexibility of what we have currently, uh, we can't adapt, we don't get things done quickly. And whenever we do adapt, it, 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 it causes us to have downtime. So we've had to come up with, with sort of hybrid architectures that support that. Um, and give us, gives us that ability to innovate, uh, improve, expand without um, any repercussions to the, to the data as, as it's in flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the data shanty down to a new yeah. data architecture in yeah. the cloud. Absolutely. Um, if you look at this move, obviously it comes with a cost, yeah. right? So how did you make the justification? How did you maybe calculate the ROI of that move? So I think the justification comes with us because it, it sort of writes itself, the justification, is we, we spend a lot of money maintaining our current infrastructure um, and we, we suffer a lot of pain with it. Every time we suffer that pain, no matter what the reason, um, we are unable to make decisions and our, our, our industry um, or our business is incredibly aggressive at making decisions. Um, we move very quickly. So that latency of information or lack of information uh, disables the ability to operate. So although data in MI... It slows you down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, essentially, you know, data in MI or warehouses is usually considered volatile, but the information that we reap from it, it is critical to our day-to-day -day operations. So um, that justification in itself the removal of that latency, those problems, but also the ability to adapt and enhance. And we've already created or, or, or demonstrated use cases where we've, we've done things that we've never been able to do before. And also the, the foresight as well of, and also we'll be able to do this in the future. And that, that's the key thing is, and by working from the top down from the business instead of the bottom up from the data, um, it brings everyone on the journey. 
and the way that we work has changed as well. So instead of us just working with, here's a ticket, we want this, go and deliver it, and then it's almost like the meat counter at the supermarket. Um, instead, what we're doing is we're engaged from the top down from the business. Let's tell us your stories, tell us how you work, let's get some context, let's um, conceptually model what you're talking about. Yeah, then let's work it back then and work it into the, uh, eventually into the physical through the logical. Uh, you know, and the good thing about that is that bringing them on the journey, they can understand the story. And when they can look at a picture and go, yeah, that's exactly what I'm interested in, that's what I want, then that, you know, you, you're on to a winner. And then finding where the data is and tracing it back is a technicality. Mm. So, if I can summarize a little bit, um, the technology first mindset in the past led to a data shanty town. Yeah. So you said, okay, let's learn from that and let's go engage with the business, let's speak with them, communicate with them, see what they're doing, see what their problems are. In this case, they need to go fast, yeah. but data being handled poorly slows them down. Absolutely. And then you say, okay, we can solve that. And you maybe build some demonstrators to show to them, look, we're trying this, we did this. Do you like that? Is that working for you? Like small data products? And then they're like, yeah, we want to go that fast. We want to be able to do that. And that allowed you to move into that new cloud yep, uh, environment. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That, that gives us the, the footings to be able to do it. We were working um, with Google on a POC for a while, and then we, we kicked um, the new, we've called it the new way of data, and we kicked that aggressively off um, at sort of tail end of January. And since then, we've, we've delivered data in domains, um, and we're in UAC with the first domain-led bit of information, and we've got another six sprints of, uh, of, of, of large domain information that will, and, and the key thing as well is that when we're planning and building this, it's to think of it more as a, a town planner. Um, in, instead of an individual infrastructure, it's a case of, well, we need to make sure that we don't have to dig up the road twice. Yeah, so like yeah, cables, yeah. we want to make sure that the infrastructure's in place, want to make sure that amenities are there. And so we've naturally um, selected domains that move on and so we can expand because we would absolutely miss a trick if we built something that was sales orientated, but then we couldn't join it up to procurement or supply chain or logistics or, or warehouse or stock. So th that critical thinking is where we get the business in the room and then we can, we, can, we can thrash through it and work it out. So everything that we do is a strategic step forward to building the bigger town. So from the data shanty town, I'm sorry I keep picking on That's that, it, right? Yeah. To a little bit more planning by collaborating with the business. Yeah. And then you start to have those domains, those little uh, enclaves or oases in, a, in the city. Yeah. And start to get connected to get a better yeah. insight in the so bigger picture. So we got a sprawling metropolis of data. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, obviously, there's a few lessons learned in there already, but if you look back at uh, how you've done things, is there something that you say, okay, I would have done this differently going forward? Um, only from what we've learned, because the, the key thing for us was we can't, we, we had four failed attempts previously of trying to create a data democratized environment. So the, the most important thing for us was lessons learned. And the two big key things were um, business first um, and not technology first. Um, and also, um, the way we communicate and engage needs to change. So that, that bridge, um, that bridge between technical 
and business, which is an incredibly difficult bridge to have, needs to, to come together. So the, the second thing we learned was to, to facilitate that, we need to restructure. We need to, to have uh, subject matter expertise in with the team, people to lead and engage with the business daily, um, become almost an extension of that business area to facilitate them so we can get, we, they feel like we are partnered or part of their team as well as a, as, as a provider. So it, it's breaking those boundaries down to then allow you to, to keep iterating and move forward organically. I like that uh, description, the data partner. Just like in HR, you have an HR partner. Yeah. You are a data partner to the business. I love that. Thank you for sharing that lessons learned. It's very valuable to the audience around us, also as well as on the podcast. Uh, I think what we have to do now is start wrapping it up yeah, because sure. you need to eat and learn. That's it. Uh, but I really want to thank you, right? I want to thank you for teaching us how um, learning to speak the language of the business can transform a data shanty town into a data metropolis. Thank Absolutely. you very much. No problem, thanks very much. And we'll see you later uh, in the rest of the session. This was it, uh, the live recording uh, of the data download on the Data Citizens event in London. We'll see you June 27th in Paris and looking forward to the next episode. Want even more insight into managing your data? Visit Calibra.com slash podcast for additional resources on the topics covered in our show. Be sure to follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a new episode. And a five-star review certainly doesn't hurt our chances with the algorithm. It's all about the algorithm, isn't it, folks? It's a great way to help us reach new listeners, and we truly do appreciate your support. The Data Download is a production of Calibra in collaboration with Stories Bureau.